Conversations with professionals for professionals in the laundry and linen services industry. This is the American Laundry News Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Matt Poe, editor of American Laundry News. This is episode 33 of the American Laundry News Podcast, Laundry Maintenance Checklist. My guest today is Dave McAllister, Director of Services and Project Management for Jabao North America. Dave is highly skilled in product development with strength in technical selling and customer relationships, plus a passion and talent for problem solving. He has more than 25 years of technical experience, research and development, and engineering management experience. Dave, welcome to the American Laundry News Podcast. Thank you, Matt, for having me. So to start out, when you think about maintenance in a laundry operation, what are some of the general thoughts that come to mind? First off, if the laundry has the proper documentation on maintenance for each machine, this is a primary concern because we really can't rely just on one person knowing what to do or doing something because we've always done it. If you establish good documentation, then you can share that knowledge and onboard new technicians. And if you don't have good maintenance documentation, then I think you kind of run the risk of that knowledge walking out the door when you lose a technical employee. Maintenance is a topic that's often discussed, but from anecdotes I've heard from folks in the industry, it seems like too often laundry operations let it slide. Why is that? I think the most important thing here is that you have to plan and make time for proper maintenance. You know, they say downtime costs money and everybody gets that, but unplanned downtime always costs a lot more money and uh, could cost you a customer if you can't deliver. So setting that time aside and then ensuring that you hit your scheduled time is the most important thing. You don't really get any points for procrastination, right? <laughs> yeah. I would say also, you have to consider how the laundry is staffed. You know, do you have the technical expertise to do this maintenance? And if they are staffed, is the technician or the technicians trained? And are they doing value-added work? Or are they asked to do other things that's keeping them from focusing on the equipment? So the topic of this podcast is a checklist. So how can using a checklist and proper scheduling help ensure essential maintenance tasks are completed? Well, it's a good question. I started off by explaining that uh, detailed documentation on maintenance that's performed is, is really necessary, but you got to have some record of what was done. And this is, you know, most often done with a checklist, but a checklist or preventive maintenance schedule is really useless if you're not regularly validating it and holding people accountable for its completion is key, right? Mm -hmm. Another cause is that sometimes a checklist gets checked off with no real validation, right? We say check the box and people check the box. So there's uh, there's some things you might wanna do to just prevent that box checking. And one of them is to put a measurable value that they can record instead of a box that they would check. So let's say, I'll give you an example. Let's say my list says, check to see that the input voltage to the inverter on the machine is okay. And then I've got a check box, right? I can reword that to say, record the input voltage on the inverter. So now, instead of a check mark, I get a real value. It proves to me that the check was actually done with a meter. I've got a value, and it's a value that I can check over time to see if things change. Okay. Let's 
turn our discussion to the checklist of essential laundry equipment and uh, maintenance on essential laundry equipment. And the first piece of major equipment that's usually used is the washer, either a standalone or a tunnel continuous batch. So let's start with essential maintenance tasks that are common to washers in general. Well, these are widely different in their maintenance Mm -hmm. and level of complexity, right? But they do have a few things in common. The fill and drain and drive functions are identical between the front load washer and the tunnels. And then it kind of separates from there into specific areas. Let's start with standalone washers. What are some specific tasks for those? Sure. Let's talk safety first, right? Check that the emergency stops are functional and that all the guards are on. The water fill valves and the drains see most daily action. And both of these can cut into productivity if the rate of fill or drain are slow. If the drain's not holding water in the machine, it'll also increase your water consumption and operational costs. Door gaskets should be cleaned and checked regularly to ensure they're not leaking. Door switches and locks provide safety, and in most cases, they also allow the machine to continue and perform its functions. Door switches and locks and these safeties should never be bypassed. And then nearly all the standalone washers built today have inverter drives. These often get neglected. They need to be cleaned on a regular basis. There's usually a heat sink and a small electric fan within the inverter mm-hmm. it needs to be free of dust and wind. Okay. So how about specific maintenance for tunnel or continuous batch washers? Again, touching on safety, ensure that the same electrical and mechanical safeties are operational and that they're in place. No one wants to see an injury because a guard has been removed from a machine. On the tunnels, you can check the flow meter values in the tunnel software. Tunnels today have very complex computers, and you can tell a lot by just going through the maintenance screens on the computers. These are also paired with water inlets and pumps and provide water usage information. Visually inspecting recirculation water tank levels and remembering to clean the filter screens on a regular basis is important. Most tunnels have a device called a weir box. This is used to control water levels and flow. These should be checked to the manufacturer's specifications and adjusted to make sure we have the right water levels. Tunnels will usually have a gearbox for the drive system, and this includes oil level checks and maybe a semi-annual or annual oil change. There are often drive gears or wheels that need frequent lubrication. Tunnel bearings are typically auto-lubricated, and you need to ensure that those systems are working properly. Some tunnels have annual lubrication spots. Again, nearly all the drive motors are inverter controlled, and the inverters are air-cooled, so they need to be clean of lint and, and dust and debris. So now let's move on to dryers. Talk about key maintenance tasks on an operator's checklist for the dryers. Safeties, again, I'm going to make this case. Mm-hmm. Checking the operation of the door switches is important. Dryers have an airflow switch that cuts the heat circuit if the dryer airflow is restricted or slowed. Opening the loading door will reduce the airflow, and the switch should open when that's done. So it's a quick and easy way to test it. The drying cylinder support bearings or drive wheels need inspection and sometimes lubrication. Outside of cleaning the lint screen and the lint collection system, the dryer cabinet itself may require an annual lint cleaning. This could entail removing some of the exterior panels to fully clean the machine. Okay. Semi-annual or annual checks of the gas pressure and exhaust pressures is, uh, is a good idea. Even if you're not having any issues with ignition or airflow, it's just a good idea to get a baseline check. Large tumblers typically have some lint cleaning maintenance in the blower housing and the fan area. 
and that's to make sure that that airflow and that that operational system is working properly. And then ignition controls, we're checking for spark and flame sense, and we're always measuring the time to ignition. Most of the ignition systems have multiple repeats where they'll try various times to ignite, but they should really be igniting on the first sequence. Obviously, the whole process in an operation depends on the laundry type and the layout, but it's common for a laundry to wrap up with finishing equipment, talking about feeders, ironers, folders, and stackers. So are are there essential maintenance tasks that are common among just the entire category of equipment? Typically a motor and a belt or a motor and a chain drive. Okay. So what are the unique tasks for feeders then? Well, feeders collect a lot of lint. Cleaning the electrical cabinet by vacuum and not by compressed air is a good idea. There's times when we use compressed air, and it's usually when we're trying to clean lint from an open environment. But when we get inside of a cabinet, if we've got lint within that cabinet and we have electronic controls in that cabinet, it's a much better idea to vacuum these instead of just blowing the lint around. We can actually cause a bigger problem by blowing lint into a contactor or a relay. Many of the feeders have vacuum motors to assist with the laydown and the spreading and tension of linen. And here the lint passes through the vacuum motor and it's expelled into a filter or maybe just into the air. That's one of the reasons why we've got so much lint accumulation. Mm -hmm. Right. Photocells and the magnetic sensors always need weekly cleaning. When someone starts to adjust the feeder or folder program because they're trying to fix a problem, they might actually be masking an unclean sensor. So again, we talked a little bit about this uh, documentation for maintenance. Mm -hmm. If we've got documents with photos show clearly where all the sensors and photo cells are, it helps the technicians locate them. It also helps people who are doing the daily operation of the machine quickly locate and clean these sensors. How about some key maintenance items for the ironers? Well, ironer guide tapes are usually replaced on a daily basis, right? In a busy laundry, they typically break and they're replaced when they break. Some people are more proactive and are replacing them every couple of hours. Well, when they break, they usually find their way downstream and they end up around a shaft or into a gearbox or ultimately into the folder, right? Mm -hmm. They can find their way into a seal. They can get caught in the bearings and they can also wrap around a shaft and cause the misalignment of belts. So when a guide tape goes missing, it's not really missing. It's somewhere within the machine, right? The other thing that comes to mind is the visual inspection of the pad wrap and the condition of the pressed linen that's coming out can tell you a lot. The pad over time becomes clogged with laundry chemical, water minerals, and lint. And there are vacuum gauges that you can use. They'll allow you to read the vacuum through the pad. The equipment manufacturers can recommend those tools and the values to check the efficiency of the pad itself. We spoke a little bit about inverters and cleaning the inverters. Same thing applies here. Okay. If the ironer is oil heated, this thermal oil over time will break down. So taking samples of the oil every year or two and sending these in for evaluation gives you the best estimate on when it's time to change the oil. The gearboxes also have oil, same as the tunnels. The exhaust side needs blower cleaning and duct inspection, very similar to the dryers. And of course, there's the lubrication of bearings that needs to be done. All right. Well, then let's wrap the finishing department with essential maintenance tasks for folders and stackers. Folders are similar to the feeders as far as maintenance goes, cleaning the photo cells and greasing the shaft bearings. 
checking for missing or loose belts, and of course, any ironer tapes that have gotten caught. You'd be surprised how many times people are running the folders and, uh, and the feeders without the required quantity of belts, right? Really? And eventually you're missing a belt. If you don't go in and maintain that immediately, it's just going to cause more problems. And uh, again, I think almost everybody is guilty out there of running the machine. Well, it's only got a belt or two missing, but <laughs> all the belts are important. So when you see a belt is gone or it's starting to fray or it's very loose, it's important to go in and replace it. I would also say that Stackers, you know, they're again have some of the similar components. Uh, they have bearings and drive belts. I would say listening to a stacker is a big deal, right? You can listen to the mechanical action of the air operated flaps, and you shouldn't hear flaps or anything that's air operated shouldn't be slamming. If it's slamming, then obviously it needs a, a fine tuned adjustment on the air cylinders. And the same thing with stackers is, is cleaning the sensors is a big deal, it should be done. Daily, sometimes people are doing it two or three times a day. You've shared a lot of information during this discussion. So to wrap up, for an operator looking to make a start improving their laundry maintenance, what's your recommendation for a first step or two? Well, I think I stressed this in the beginning, and it's really about getting the OEM's recommendations for maintenance and document that in a format that you're going to use. Okay, it's not hard to do. Then add to these recommendations based on your technician's experience with your equipment. So if you've had past issues or things that you think you need to be looking at more frequently, add these to your documentation. It's so easy to take photos and then put together the exact maintenance steps you want to perform. Add this to your documentation. This can be done in Excel, can be done in Word format, very easy to do. If you laminate these documents, they last a lot longer. If you put a holder on the machine for these documents and the maintenance checklist, then they're right there at your fingertips when you need to do the maintenance. If you create documentation that's visual and easy enough to understand, you can give it to new employees and they can perform the work. I think the second step is to ensure that the maintenance checklist you created is validated and signed off by not only the technician, but the laundry supervisor, right? This maintains credibility that we said we're going to do this and we're doing it on a regular basis. I think lastly, it's probably to equip your technicians with the proper tools and training. You know, besides having a voltmeter, technicians should have a manometer to read gas pressure and exhaust venting pressures. Thermal imaging cameras are now cheap and, uh, you can evaluate the temperatures of a contactor or a relay or wiring within a control panel. If you capture that image, you can compare it on the next PM to see if anything has changed. It's a lot about the tools and it's a lot about the documentation. All right. Well, Dave, thanks for taking the time to share your experience with us today. No problem, Matt. I appreciate you having me on. And thank you for listening. For the American Laundry News Podcast, this is Matt Poe reminding everybody to keep it clean. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, titled Holding On, composed by Poddington Bear, is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. This has been the American Laundry News Podcast.